My name is Angela. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to episode 29 of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. So welcome again. Uh, we're still recording remotely. Better safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a lot going on this week. Um, well, particularly where Edwin has his interests. So I think we should start there because he's got a lot to talk about. Edwin, tell us what, what all was going on that you were paying attention to. <laughs> Do you want the fun ones or the... Uh, let's, let's start with the sad news and then work our okay, way to fun. So, <laughs> um, perhaps all of you haven't already know that last Sunday, Grant Imahara of, uh, of Mythbusters passed away. It's, it's and sad news. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of celebrities we've lost this year. Um, but I think Grant Imahara is probably one of the. He more was, influential in yeah. a positive way. Yeah, I mean, he was one of the. There's stories and stories of of people interacting with him, and um, one of the other podcasts. Um, his daughter um, went to go to a convention, and the line was so long, right? Mm-hmm. And he was. They were already cutting off like at six o'clock. You know, we're done, right? Uh huh. And he tweeted, she tweeted that, you know, she was bummed out that she couldn't see Granny Mahara. Granny Mahara actually tweeted her back and says, hey, stop on by, you know, tomo- you know, stop on by, um, was it like after? Mm-hmm. And she got a picture taken, an autograph and everything. Wow. With, with him. Yeah. You know, and... He was just one of those people who influenced me. Like I got into computers and programming, yeah, and with like Raspberry Pis and Arduinos and playing yeah. around with with you know actuators and stuff like that because of him. Yeah, there's yeah, and there's a lot Myth of Busters is one of those shows that it got a lot of people into science into and, being right. makers. Yeah, it got it got a lot of people into being makers yeah. and si- into being scientists and and. And that sort of stuff because, you know, it showed the fun side of science to a generation who, you know, were shown that all science is supposed to be is books and math and all of that. It showed them what science could be. Yeah. I mean, I've made made an air gun, (laughs) you know, because I saw he was making a, he was making a pressurized air gun. It was like the coolest thing. Um, And... A couple of things, you know, he was a robotics and electrical engineer. He worked on, you know, Jurassic Park and Aliens and all these other movies. That's what he 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 was. He he worked in industrial light and magic. Yeah, it, and it's it was his background, and you know, all of it, it was such a sudden thing that he died Sunday. He died of a brain aneurysm. Right. And so yeah, it's it's really shocking. Really. It was shocking to me. I mean, yeah. So if if any of you who actually knew him in person are listening, our condolences to yeah. you. Uh, mad respect to the guy. And we're losing all the good ones. <laughs> we're losing all the people who I like, and we're losing all the people who actually make positivity in the world. We're, we're having a bad week, and we have to keep the people. Who, never mind. Let's just yeah. You're <laughs> you're gonna go down on. roads that this never show mind. cannot go no, down. No, never mind. I'm just. It just made me realize it's like why are like we're losing all these, you know, yeah, great people. Like I'm gonna be. I don't know what to do if like a person like I don't know like Tom Hanks dies or something like that. This, if that you know, hope, don't jinx us, Edwin. You know. Anyway. God forbid it happens, right? Yeah. But seriously, I'll be like, okay, we're done. I'm done. Just, All right. Well, moving on to become a hermit. Pressing things. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. You've got a couple more things listed here that you wanted yeah. to talk about. Let's go for the. Let's go for the okay, somewhat so, funny one. Okay. So I saw this. I saw this this morning, and Pam, Angela, have you ever lost your car in a parking in a lot? parking lot? I've or like, my... tr- or just got confused and where you got your you you left your car. Yeah, but I've I've yeah. always 
managed to remember it eventually. If okay. not, there's always the panic button. All right. So, this I saw this on the city pages this morning, and a guy who just partied a little too hard in North Minneapolis, just a little too hard, um, uh, parked his car uh, and went to parties and stuff like that, and one of the people there like drove him home and when he tried to remember where he put his car he could not remember in north minneapolis so what he did was he put flyers up with his car his picture it was a toyota hybrid 2007 toyota camry hybrid and put up like like you know like lost dog posters <laughs> and and try and put a big sign that says reward. I don't know how much he wants for a reward, but who knows if if he's still looking for it. If someone in the Minneapolis area sees a Toyota Camry hybrid that's just been sitting there for a while, you know, that might be the that one. Might be it's, the guy's it's car. It's going to become a North <laughs> Minneapolis urban legend. Yeah, like, like some say, the car is still parked on the street. You'll see it sometimes on the corner of this and this at midnight. He did put he put he did put something nice as like like luck you know like you know I didn't drive something about like you know I didn't drive to say you know to to be responsible not uh, you know like try you know like kill your or like get into an accident with your loved ones you know but I lost my car because of it <laughs> please help me reward and then. <laughs> You know, went off to explain what what happened. So, wow. <laughs> I thought that was just funny. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, so, that's one of those things where you definitely need to yell at your phone to remember your parking spot. It doesn't have doesn't like like Google Maps have like a yeah. like a tag thing? Yes. Where like yes, you tag where your car is. Yes, I've done that before. There was yeah, there was one time. I had a park in downtown Minneapolis and to, cause I had to, I was, it was during when I went to watch mm. a twins game for the very first time over at target field. And I wasn't going to miss it because we got box seats. Right. Uh -huh. Who can, who wants to like, you know, who wants to give up free food and desserts? Um, <laughs> so I forgot to tag my car and oh, I no. parked it somewhere. Out in, you know, like somewhere like a Marriott. Apparently there's like two Marriott's or something. Oh. And then I took one of those those scooters that you can rent. Uh-huh. Trying to find my car. Where the heck, which Marriott it was. And I finally did, I eventually did find it, but it took a bit. <laughs> and I was a little bit embarrassed that I didn't remember where, what, which Marriott I parked in at. And all, all I knew it was like three blocks away from Target Center. At or least Target you too. had a hint. Yeah, at least I had a hint. That was the closest I ever got to like completely losing my car. Wow. So. <laughs> okay, let's get to the last thing. Uh, boy, this is just a me show today? Yeah. We're, we're, you had a lot <laughs> on did, your list of things you wanted to I had a lot. It's been an adventurous week. You, you've um, had an intense week, apparently. Two weeks. I've been playing <laughs> as far... Okay, so I promised... Uh, a friend of mine uh, at work, Tracy, to play Last of Us 2. Finally, like, besides playing, like, the first 15 minutes of it, to actually take play time through. for an hour or two to play Last of Us 2, right? Uh-huh. And without giving any spoilers or anything like that, she was trying, she was telling me, did you get to this part? You get to this part? Did you get to that part, right? Uh-huh. And I'll tell you one thing. I haven't found a person who I actually liked in this game. Oh, dear. <laughs> and it's it's an amazing game. I'll tell you that. But it's, you know, it's one of those games where I have to pause and, like, just take time to breathe because it's uh -huh. fairly intense. It, um, has has Jeff been playing Last of Us 2 or not so much? Yes, he has. It, what's he so been far saying? And so far, he likes it. Is he is he taking I breaks? 
<laughs> I mean, like, like I, that was intense. I wanna, I wanna save well, and he decompress. He is taking breaks, but not not because it's intense. He's nah. taking breaks because he has other stuff to do. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but as far as I know, he's he's enjoying the game immensely. Um, well, I don't know how far he's gone into the story, so I can't. I don't really know. I don't really know uh, when that whole what why the fans are very angry about. I don't know what's going on. Well. It's um Is that something we're talking about later? Yeah, we're gonna talk about that later, but that actually happens fairly closer to the beginning of the game. Okay. Yeah, which I was like Joel is one of my favorite characters. Last of Us in Last of Us, he was like the star. Uh-huh. Because you play the most of the time. Okay. So but I have my I have my qualms about last of us 2 all right and we'll we'll so. probably talk about that later too <laughs> okay all right anyway so pam let's let's bring it over to you what what is this that you've discovered it's called coolicles and what it is is basically pickles soaked in kool-aid okay that sounds uh, weird that's <laughs> what? all right I'm curious and confused. Please tell me about these things. Well, I just discovered it through a foodie group on Facebook, as as most of my discoveries have been lately. And it's just it's just how, what it is. It's just pickles soaked in Kool Aid. And I thought I don't like pickles, but Kool Aid is awesome. Maybe it would make pickles more enjoyable. Enjoyable for me, at least, because I. I, I don't like pickles by themselves. I don't and, even like them in my sandwiches, so I, I'm like, okay. But maybe if we add something that I like to it, maybe I would like it a little bit more. I do know that it does sound gross. It sounds like a retin link thing. I did not. I <laughs> like don't a- have that. I don't have that. But <laughs> I am willing to give the crazy a try. Have you already given the crazy a try or not just yet? No. No, not yet. Okay, you're gonna have to report on that. What what flavor have you been advised to try first? I, well, I like the red, the red Kool Aid. Was it? Is it the tropical punch or the cherry? It's the tropical or? punch. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna try that, and then I'm gonna try like the blue. Uh, isn't there a green one too? I don't know. There is a green one. Yeah, I think it's lime. Will it? Will it Kool Aid? <laughs> So Sorry. we'll see what, what will overpower it, the pickle, the pickle or the Kool-Aid. Yeah, we'll definitely need to hear more about that when you do try it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious because in my mind and in my taste buds, my taste buds is telling my brain to like have a headache, even though it hasn't tasted anything yet. So. I am trying to I'm willing to try everything at least once. I do know that the last pickle item that I tried that I actually enjoyed was the what the dill pickles. Was it Doritos or Lay's? It was some potato chip or it was some chip of some type. And I was like, hmm. I actually like those. Dill pickles. I, I don't think it was the Lay's, Lay's. that you care for. You Dutch? might I think the old Dutch is generally the best, but it might yeah. have been the Lay's. Cause it was the Lay's because they were of mild flavor. It was the yeah. Lay's. Old, yeah. See, old Dutch has... has. I find that Old Dutch has the superior pickle taste, but Lay's is much more mild. So if you're not keen on pickles, then Lay's is probably the one that you liked. It's actually reminded me more of vinegar chips than like pickles. Yeah. And maybe that's the reason why I... I liked it. Maybe. It would be interesting to to just like have a smattering of like different dill pickle assortments and see if you guys can actually like pick it out. Well, uh, you'd have you'd have arguments from Pam. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like pickles, yuck. Pickle, yuck. <laughs> pickle stuff, yeah. Anyway. Okay. I have something that I've been following lately. Angela, okay. what have you been? What what have you been uh, watching I, on your phone? 
Yellow's Marble Runs. Oh boy. On YouTube. It's it's been they're in the middle of their Marvel League competition. It's been sponsored by uh John Oliver's uh This Week Tonight. Um or last week tonight, that's what the Last Week Tonight. Yeah. Last week tonight was with John Oliver has sponsored the Marvel the Marble Runs uh Marble League. Um and okay, I know I've mentioned Mar- this Marvel League before, but I just absolutely love it. They're going through all these wacky different obstacle courses for marbles, these different competitions for marbles. Normally, it would be like elementary school science class experiments, but this one is is like, no, this is not just science experiments. This is not just marbles racing around a track. This is intense competition, and they treat the marbles like actual competitors. They talk about training regimens. They talk about the coaches. They have team captains. And oh no, this person hit the wall really hard. They're gonna sub out their their uh, competitor while the medics check them up. And it's if they chipped. They had that happen a couple years back, actually. Because <laughs> marbles, I used to play marbles when I was a they kid, ha- like the one with a circle, and you have to like. Yeah, they like had that happen. Ah, yeah. uh, yes, yes, yes. They had that happen once, and they actually showed it in slow motion when that happened. <laughs> like they did, the, they do the instant replays and the and the measurements. But this one, it was a competition where basically the marbles go into this arena where they have fidget spinners going. And they release the marbles into it and see how many marbles manage to stay inside that arena. And during that, one of the marbles got hit by the uh, fidget spinner a little harder than the rest of them had been. So the marble got chipped. And so they're like, hold on, we've got an injured player on the field. Let's zoom in and see what happens. So they played it and they did the instant replay, played it in slow motion. And there's... there's the moment where this little chip flies away from the marble, and it's like, ah, uh, this this marble's gonna have to sit out the rest of the competition. That's such a shame. <laughs> the, mar- the medics are taking away, and then later on, there's rowdy fans who manage to break into the arena and are riding on the fidget spinners. That's like a- it's just. It's just very interesting on how, you know, with the quarantine, all the sports are canceled or delayed or whatever. So everyone is like, where's my sports? Entering marbles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is. I know this was like it, like scratching a lot of itches for for some people. Yeah. To watch. I mean, I it becomes a true. In my view, it becomes a true, like game, like modified game or sport, right? Mm-hmm. If Las it's- Vegas starts betting on it, <laughs> it's basically. I honestly think that it's basically uh like. A very simple form of like of like robotics competition. Oh yeah. Yeah. All you got, all you need is just marbles, and then you put a track on it, and and then you just needed an over enthusiastic commentate commentator. Yeah. Do you- oh, one of the fun things though, they have they they have their little audience stands full of marbles. And they'll take little stop motion shots of them where they like kind of doing the wave and everything. They do the wave. Yeah. They they just slightly move them and slightly move their signs around to make it look like the marbles themselves are cheering. And each of the teams has a unique cheer. Some of them are more subtle, so you can't really pick it out. But like the Rangers have their own special cheer. The Green Ducks have their special cheer. The green Ducks. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Some of them have some pretty fun cheers. Um, I personally am cheering for the hosts of this year's competition, Team Galactic. Uh, King Starlight has has been doing the <laughs> test runs of the track to show how the competition is supposed to work. But yeah, yeah, it's. I will I will give you this right. I was at a Target the other day, uh-huh. right? And guess what I found there? What did you find there? Marble Run. Yep. Ah, Marble Run. This... Remember that? When we look back in the 80s, and I, I, I had like a set when I was like a little kid in the 80s, and <laughs> I almost picked it up. I almost like bought it. <laughs> I would have been thrilled. It. Like, it had like the elevator thing. Yeah. And everything was motorized, and like there was like another set, like an expansion set. I was just like, oh, I was sitting there like looking it, at it. Do it, do it, do <laughs> it, do it. Do it. <laughs> 
Uh, oh. But one one of the other fun things is at the end of it, you know, they'll there's all kinds of enthusiasm about enthusiasm during it, and you know, the crowd shots and the referees and all that. They they play it up, and at the end of it, um, whoever the winner is, I'm sure these donations were all pre-planned, but at the end of it, they announce a donation, a $5,000 donation going to a charity in some part that really, some to it's going to a charity that really, really is desperately in need of donations. And they're like, this money is going to this donation in the name of this team. So these donations are That's all pre-planned. Yeah. They just needed a team name to go on it, and they're sending out these donations. So that's that has that has a very that has a very uh, pungent whiff of of last week tonight. Yeah, so I mean that's what I was so I'm, over I'm guessing that yeah. So this is just my speculation. I'm guessing that that John Oliver, when he heard about it and heard that it needed donations, like I know that they they've done donations in the past and they, yeah. they were looking for sponsors to help them. I'm guessing that John Oliver probably sponsored a lot higher amount than they actually needed, needed. Yeah. Just to make sure that they could give donations that were much well, larger. That's cool. Than that's cool. Yeah. I mean, so, that's John Oliver. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it's really cool that they're, they're doing that and like they're arranging for donations to go to different charities and it's, I'm just really thrilled with it. By the way, Minty Maniacs. The Minty Maniacs team came out of retirement and they are doing phenomenal. <laughs> so, well, Team Galactic yes, is... Yes, we do realize, before I get like emails and stuff like that, we, I do realize that the Marble Run stuff and the Marble League stuff is random. Okay? It's random. It's science! You don't have to... You know, they're not really training or anything like that. They don't have but personal. It's, <laughs> it's all in good fun. It's, yes, it's all good fun. It's fun so and I it's can fun already, to pretend. I can already hear. Hey, even just people at my work who listen the, to this podcast telling me it's like you know that's like don't <laughs> just just you wait until they decide to film the Raspberry Racers training camps. Just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, okay. All right, it's time for us to move on. So it's time for us to shut up and listen. That is the purpose of this meeting, ladies and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. Okay, Edwin, you've been talking about this game, and okay. you've been really excited about it. The Tell us last about it. exclusive title for the PlayStation 4, Ghosts of Tsushima. Tsushima. Sushi, Sushima? No, oh Sushima. Please you know forgive us. What? <laughs> it's we're Edwin's mispronouncing it. I'll mispronounce it. It's Sushima. mispronounce it. It's Sushima. I, I I don't even know what it is. So because it's it's named after the island of of Japan, Sushima. Okay. Okay. In fact, it, there's a lot of like, um, the the story revolves around when. The Mongols tried to, you know, try to invade Japan. And if anybody who has likes flat platformers, like it's it has a very strong, like scent of Tomb Raider because you're you're jumping around, you're climbing, you're swinging on ropes, that sort of thing. But you're also like wielding a, a katana and you know and and going out with four other like enemies, and that sort of thing. But I'll tell you one thing. It looks really, really good. It looks uh, really, really beautiful. And it is scratching my itch for another platformer. I'm hearing that uh, <laughs> this is it, this is proving to be particularly attractive to fans of like Red Dead, Rene Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. So I've been hearing I've been hearing other people talk about it like particularly fans of Red Dead Redemption that they really want to see that game. Yeah, is it, it looks really, is it really more, good. Is it more action than horror? It's action. There's not. There's okay. nothing. There's it's nothing not horror. horror about it. The reason okay. why it's called Ghost of Tsushima is because the person, the the main character in the story, um, he becomes essentially a ghost, not like you know, like you know, boo, you know, spirit ghost, but like he was supposed to be killed. He was gonna, he was gonna get killed by the Mongols, and something happened, 
and they thought he was dead, but he's not. So he starts to, uh. yeah. So it's like that, but it's, uh, you know, without like actually playing the game, which I hope I can play it. I'm going to probably just get it. That <laughs> comes out. But, but I still have Last of Us 2 to play. So um, it looks really, really good. And it's the last title for the PlayStation 4 exclusive. Hmm. Before the PlayStation Five comes out, so wow, um, is it is it based off of any historical like historical facts, or or is it all purely fictional? Well, it's based. It's historical fiction. It's basically what it is. But it's so. I mean, there's there's some there's some history to it. Like so, it's based like during Mongols and the, and the you know and the you know the different you know so based during an actual historical event but a fictional character some of that like like i would say like you know what i've been hearing is that it's like as much as like assassin's creed is that sort of thing you know so hints of actual history but the you're following around a fictional character and oh yeah okay oh yeah (laughs) but it's good. It looks good. The I mean, it it has. It looks like. It looks like. Um, Shadow the Tomb Raider. To me. So. Okay. Like the way that it's a platformer that you're like swinging on ropes and then you're, you have to, go do something and like battle people out instead of guns that you're you're shooting with you're, you know you're wielding like a. Like a katana and a, whatever the heck that small one's called, but it's it's uh, I can't wait for it. It's coming out. I don't remember when. Um, I just saw a. Uh, I've heard a lot about it with a lot with uh, my other friends. I didn't know what it was until I took a gander on YouTube trying to find out what the heck Ghost of Tsushima was, and I'm like. <gasps> Okay. <laughs> he is excited, here's, in other here's, words. Here's the $60. Just give it to me. You know? <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So there's other things we've got to talk about. So we should probably get on to the next topic. Or rather, go back to a previous topic. So let me tell you a thing. Is that really a thing? Hey, what you mean by that? Let's go back to Last of Us 2. Um, Last of Us 2, um, I don't know why this is a thing, and I don't know what's going on with the internet, because the internet exploded when Last of Us 2 came out and people started to play Last of Us 2, where a major, major, major character dies, and somewhat in the beginning of the game, and then the internet explodes and started calling out death threats to the voice actor who played Abby in the game. Who kills the major... I'm trying not to give spoilers. Whoever doesn't hasn't played it yet. You're giving spoilers already. It's a yeah, lost probably. cause. Probably. It's a lost cause. Anyways, she kills... I think by now everyone would know what, what's going on. All right, so uh, except for she, me because I don't actually play the game. She kills against. Joel. And if anybody have seen this, this thing, it is a brutal death. And Ellie witnesses it. And the whole premise of the game is to... I mean, the whole, the whole object of the game really is to... Avenge Joel's death, right? And so they go off to, you know, they go off to where they are, but death threats were coming to the voice actor who played the 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 character who kills Joel. To the point where it made my main feed it it showed up in my main feed, my Top news feed, along with all the Trump antics, with all the election antics, the coronavirus antics, and here's one that says, you know, death threats, you know, death, you know, death threats appear, you know, whoever I don't forget her name, her the Laura Bailey, Laura Bailey, you know, is getting death threats because of her character. Why is that a thing? Okay, what's going on there? 
First off, let's start off. Death threats and threats of any kind are not okay. It's not cool. It's not okay. No matter what reason you have for them, it's just not okay. Not cool. And if you're making threats or or cruel remarks on the internet, you need to get help. Um, anyway, what it is is the people, I think, who are making these death threats and whatnot... Um, I'm going to do some speculation. I'm no therapist or psychologist or anything like that. It's just basically how I'm seeing it from kind of a stand, a, a standpoint of, of like a fan point of view. Now there, when you get particularly attached to a character and, and either of you jump in and correct me if I'm wrong if something bad happens to that character, it's it's quite upsetting. And some people get more attached to these characters than is healthy. Am I wrong? Well, personally, I have never, I never attached to a character. I've never been attached to a character <laughs> yeah. to the point where if they died, I would <laughs> I would I would uh I would never treat a fictitious character's death like as if I it would like a real character, like as if a relative were to die. Yeah. But I would be, I would feel that short pang of sadness and probably a little bit of anger. But I would, but you, continue but on. you would understand that it's a story and you need to move on and you need to you need to right. complete the story in order to feel satisfaction at what happened. Right and. And to see it through to the end, so you that so you can come to terms with it. All right. There's certain individuals who get an unhealthy attachment, and this is this is coming from something that's very unhealthy, a very unhealthy attachment to a fictitious character. Um. Personally, I honestly think a lot of these people that are mad that this is happening are probably adolescents because i honestly think that it takes i don't know development I'm, and maturity to I'm, realize that this is all fictitious however i am almost positive that there's a large percentage of this that is coming from actual adults i mean there's there's people who okay. are going crazy out there and it, you know their their mental health is failing them, and they're not recognizing it, and they're not seeking help. Um, it is it is pen, age of pandemics, age yeah, of corona. So, People are sort of shut in in their houses, and the only thing they can do is play video games or what they, have you. And they latch on to them. Yeah, it's it's an unhealthy attachment. But that doesn't excuse it. But doesn't excuse no. it. Like seriously, like you two. So you two are are you know you know your one of your hobbies is voice acting. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it gets it. It reminds me of that. It's back to that whole Star Wars thing that I mentioned in a past episode, then, where an Asian actress was getting a lot of flack because people just did not like her character. And here's but the it, thing about it: it's it's not the actress or the voice actors who are writing the character. No. Yes, they put themselves into the character. But they are not writing the characters. They are not writing the actions of the characters. They are not determining what happens to someone else's character. They're not even determining what happens to their own character. They're just there to present a story. It does. It does say something about Laura Bailey's like, like ability to voice act. Oh yeah. If she. I mean, I when I played that whole entire when I played the entire sequence in the game, right? mm Hmm. Like, it was really good, you know? And probably every bit as intense as it, it was to be. a very intense game. Like, this. Are like, you talking? Now, you're talking about Abby, right? Yeah. Yeah. Laura Bailey voices Abby. Yeah. Not to mention that she also voiced Twilight Sparkle. She also voiced Toru yep. in Roots Basket. I yep. love She Toru. is very well known. She is very well known. She's very well known in the voice acting. And 
this is how I found out through her Twitter page that she had to make a statement that she had to just say, don't get mad at me because of something that my character did. Yeah. It's, it's gotten to the point where people threatened to harm her child. Yeah. It also, her child. That's not okay. Yeah, that's not okay. That's not cool. Stop but, it, internet. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. But what I liked is is the whole support that everyone rallied behind her saying, you know what? We stand behind you. Yeah. Death threats like this aren't okay. Yeah. So it's So if you're considering doing something like that again that is bullying it's internet bullying it's cyberbullying whatever you want to call it it is bullying to make those threats and you need to stop it if you're doing such things um also if you're really really upset about events in a video game there are forums where you can vent your frustrations and your anger and your your there's plenty of your tragic (laughs) Your, your tragic feelings about it. There are plenty of places to go to vent about it. There are There is no need whatsoever to go after the, the actors, the voice actors, the people creating this stuff. If you want to if you want to take your anger to someone directly, go ahead and write to the writers. Of a thing, yeah. it, your right letter will Naughty probably Dog. never reach them. <laughs> yeah, write to Naughty Dog. I mean, there's, these are the yeah, guys right, who made the game. Yeah. You know, write like... to the write to the production <laughs> company that makes them, and 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 say yeah. you were upset with the results. It won't actually get you anywhere, but it might make you feel better. Yeah, they're because they're there to 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 make a story. And if you're saying I was so attached to this character and I was very very angry that you killed them off, if you say that. That's a success in their book. It is because that means that they, if they, they successfully got you attached to a character, yeah. then then that means they've told this their is, story well. This is why I like Naughty Dog. I'll play anything that Naughty Dog makes because, like, they know how to tell a story completely. Yeah. So yeah, it's <laughs> so yeah, it's it, it's it also it also it also is a compliment to whoever's acting as well. Because I remember in the show Game of Thrones, there was one particular female character that everyone hated. But... Oh, yeah. But that (laughs) thing... The actress actually took... You know, was like, "Ah, I really hated you in this show. And she was like, thank you. I did my job well. Yeah. (laughs) We're way, we're way beyond the world of Barry and Jill and yeah, so, <laughs> in uh, so yeah, Lords of the Evil. So yeah, in conclusion, <laughs> go ahead and hate the characters. Go and hate. Go ahead and hate the moments that broke your heart, yeah. but don't hate on the actors. They're doing their jobs. Yeah. And if if you hate the actors for something their character did then by golly you should love those actors because they did well is there a voice acting like game awards because yes laura yeah yeah, laura bailey needs to win that if she can muster up this much anger (laughs) i mean she needs to win it because that means that she was so good at it to the point where people got upset absolutely (laughs) that's amazing yeah it it Hearing all this outrage over her character just kind of almost makes. If I weren't so squeamish, I would almost play the game just to just to hear the it's voice not, acting. It's not. A, I, it's not. An I'm not. Game. I'm not about to you do that. You guys want to know uh, uh, an interesting fact? Well, it's interesting in my book. Laura Bailey, the voice of Abby. Yeah. And Ashley Johnson, who yeah. voices Ellie, Ellie. Yep. They are both found. They're both friends, and yep. they both are part of Critical Role. Yes, they are. Oh wow! I think both of them played on uh, Will Wheaton's tabletop. Wow! Yeah, Ashley so, Johnson did. And I think Laura Bailey also did at one point. So can you just imagine <laughs> just having you know playing characters and you go, and, and characters that you're supposed to you know hate each other for it, but then when the mic goes off, ah, oh, you're best friends again. No, you know, it's hey, like let's go you to- want to go grab a coffee or something. Like that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of foodstuffs. 
We should switch and talk about food. But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh, but I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. I'm more pleased with my uh, segues than I really should be. <laughs> anyway, um, so the last food challenge. I challenged us all to make something chocolate, something involving chocolate. Didn't matter what kind of chocolate, didn't matter how it involved the chocolate, as long as chocolate was somewhere in it. Okay. So who wants to start first? Pam, why don't you start first? Because I'm really interested. Because you haven't said anything <laughs> you made. All we heard was, <laughs> hey, is white chocolate, so like, is okay, white well, chocolate we'll allowed? Until the podcast recording. Anyway, so I found this recipe actually through TikTok. <laughs> um, it's basically, a, it's very simple. It's a three-ingredient fudge. Ooh. Only three no, ingredients. No double boiling involved or whatsoever. Huh. Very simple. So it's basically you take a cup of whatever chips you want. It could be white chocolate. Uh, it could be dark chocolate, caramel, any chocolate that you want to do. Then you take a half cup of peanut butter and then four Oreos. Crunch it up, mix it all up, and then you just put it in the put it in the fridge. Mm, that sounds that really good right now. <laughs> so what we did, well, what we did was that, so we chose white chocolate, which is what was used in the original recipe. And then we used uh, semi-sweet mini chips. And so we, so we did it and then we tasted it. Um, depending on what container used to cool it will determine on how thick it's going to be. So, so the smaller the container, the more thick it'll be, just to forewarn you guys. But the white chocolate was really good. I'm not I'm I'm not very big with white chocolate. But, but with the Oreos. I loved, I loved how blended everything was. The white chocolate, the peanut butter, and the Oreos complemented to each other. That no no flavor was overpowering each other. It was good. The That's only so issue amazing. was that it is a little bit messy. Once Uh-oh. you take it out of the the fridge, it's gonna start rubbing off on your fingers. So, which is rightfully so. So here's <laughs> here's the question I have though. Yo. After it's out of the dish that you make it in, does it stay in its shape or does it just kind of bleh? just starts falling apart? It well, if you don't store it in the fridge, it will start melting. Yeah. So, so it has to stay in a fridge. Yeah. It has to. It's stay not in the using. Fridge. It's not using the like yeah. the method of actually making fudge, which uh, will yeah. keep its shape, right? By doing that whole te- like like quasi tempering thing mm-hmm. that you have to do. Yeah. So it's it. just kind of schloop. Yeah. Yeah. So that's okay. one thing that we learned. Um, but it does sound that, amazing. Yeah, the white chocolate. We gave that an eighteen. That was just apart from it not maintaining its shape and rubbing off on you. It's actually really good, and it's very simple. Nice. A great, a great dish that I would do with kids, because it doesn't involve any cutting. It's just you just melting it in a microwave, and then boom. Yeah, simple um, skill. Um, there's, there's nothing so, like technical. Yeah, so we also tried that with semi uh, semi sweet chocolate. Hmm. Um, it that one was more rich. I mean, that one like almost tasted like it was a Reese's cup. One of those Reese's cups. So, a, so it was a little bit too much. It was a bit too much, um, and that's coming from a chocolate lover. So that's saying something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I said, it, it tastes so much like a Reese's Reese's peanut butter cup. I couldn't. I couldn't taste the Oreo. The only thing that I could taste that was Oreo was the crunch. And so. it's it's the same thing. It doesn't maintain its shape. It rubs off. That so one scored like, a little bit lower. So what was the score on that one? Well, well, just a little bit. Just a 17. It was still good, but it was more like a, ooh. It's like, one of those, it's like one of those that you, like, you need to like, like break apart and put on top of ice cream. Uh, <laughs> Actually, then, yeah. 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 Now, that you, now that you said it, yeah, you could do that. And that's the white chocolate, it'll get rid pers- of the richness if you do that. And personally, I think the white chocolate would actually go well with any caffeinated drink or hot chocolate. Nice. 
So yeah, that's my dishes. Okay. What about wow. yours? Well, Edwin, let's go with yours first. You want to go with mine? Unless you really want to go with mine. I'll go with mine. Okay. Hey, Pam. Yo. Um, this might be familiar to you. Uh, um, oh. oh. Guess what, what I made. If it's Champarado? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, that apparently was an easy guess. Oh, Champarado, Champarado, anybody who's grew up in the Philippines, I'm telling you, like, this is like one of those, like, like awesome staple foods that you grow up when you're a kid. It has the best of both words that we like, rice and chocolate. In fact, <laughs> in fact, when Angela said this challenge, that was the first thing that came to my mind, but I'm like, wait, <laughs> I would like you doing this, so I should probably move on to a different <laughs> recipe. <laughs> <laughs> I made Jumperado, even though I didn't get, I don't have any of like the pucks that you get in the Philippines. Remember those like sort of like those like 100% cacao, like chocolate pucks that you can buy in packs, you know, in the Philippines. I didn't have one of those. Okay. Even though, I mean, those things like keep forever because there's like, it literally is like just chocolate and that's it. Nothing else. Um, so I had a, come up with something else so i went to the i went to the grocery store and found the 100 unsweetened chocolate the yeah unsweetened baking chocolate yeah 100 ah. percent. so there's no sugar in it so it was the closest thing that i could come up with okay and i made champarada the way that my mom used to make it you know the way that my relatives used to make it just you know cooked rice with a little milk yep and chocolate and a little sugar. I and I, did, <laughs> I I will admit I did enjoy it quite a lot. Though Edwin Edwin made a suggestion. I did make a suggestion on on how what he wishes that he could do differently from traditional. Edwin, what is that suggestion? My favorite, and I can I literally can eat this like straight up sweetened condensed milk. We did we did not have sweetened condensed. I didn't milk have any sweetened condensed milk. So we did the traditional way with like evaporated milk and sugar and that sort of thing. And you mix it up. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. just brought yeah. me home. Okay, Edmund, what, <laughs> just, what did you give? It brought me back to my childhood. So what did you give it? Me? Yeah. Oh, I can't give it anything because I'll say a 20 because it's my childhood. <laughs> okay. Whereas for me, the the combination of, of texture and flavor was unfamiliar and if and I'm sure that if his suggestion had been available, I probably would have bumped up my score. I still gave it a 15 because okay. that is something I would gladly eat again and probably learn to make if, if I got wanting to make it. But I still, still have I, the chocolate. <laughs> I had to buy more chocolate, but I, I give it a 15. Okay. So it, with the caveat that it could bump up if Edwin's suggestion is correct. I, I can well, go for some right now. <laughs> you can right. you can make yourself some after we're done recording. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and for me, I ended up making a chocolate lava cake. Ooh. I went looking for the recipe. I something that didn't take too long because I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it. Um, I found my recipe that I used on Food Network. I did have to make a substitution. I had to use some of that uh, unsweetened baking chocolate because it called for bittersweet chocolate in the grocery store I went to uh, didn't have bittersweet. Mm. So I did make my substitution, which I don't think dinged it at all. Um, The inside did end up gooey like it was supposed to. Yay. Um, And funny thing in the recipe, the recipe itself says... Vanilla ice cream. It includes vanilla ice cream as a reci- as an ingredient because hmm. it has to have that ice cream on top. It has to. It was rich. It was so, it was so rich. rich. Um, <laughs> I personally gave that recipe a 15. Um, oh, because of its rich. It, it was so rich. It had to have the ice cream. It's like you if you didn't have the ice cream on top, 
there was yeah. no way you'd be able to finish one of those. And yeah. I felt like it just, it needs something, as delicious as it was, it needed something to break it up, to kind of break down the richness a little bit. Like, it could have used some fresh strawberries or some kind of spice to help lift it up a little mm. bit and lighten the flavor. It strawberries needed, would have been good. Strawberries would have been really oh, good. Yeah. It, but it, yeah. it needed something to lighten up the flavor yeah. to kind of break up the richness. Thus, 15. Gotcha. Yeah, I gave it about 15. And I had had two scoops of ice cream, which I had no problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now the funny thing with this recipe, it, it makes four, but there's only two of us. So we did reheat it later. Yeah, like we did. The, the two that were left, we reheated it later. Um, if you ever decide to go and make these, these do have to be eaten fresh because if they reheat, they are no longer gooey in the middle. And I don't know. The outside just seems a little extra dry to me if it get, has to get reheated. Yeah. So oh, there's like a different technique you can use to reheat it. Like, yeah. Like the, you know, damp paper towel thing or. Yeah. But if thing. you have, if you have to reheat it, the center finishes cooking and like it's, it's lava cake because. It doesn't get to a temperature in the middle that that the liquid ingredients dry out, but the outside it it bakes at a high temperature to get the outside fully baked, but leaving the inside hot but not to the point of completely solidifying yet. Right. Cool. So, but yeah, it it was fun to make. It was fun to eat. Just a little too rich. <laughs> So that awesome. so that's I it. Didn't, it didn't take that long to make too because oh, no, it, because I thought it, was gonna like I'm gonna be in the uh, in the kitchen for like two hours or something. It took like, he like thought a it half was gonna, an hour. He thought it was gonna take me the same amount of time as it took to make the apple dumplings. Yeah, it didn't oh. take that long <laughs> yeah, to make. Lava cake is really quick to make. Yeah, it's it's really oh. simple too, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's really really rich. So you have to have the ice cream and try. Try something to break it up. Uh, if you do try making lava cake and you try adding something to break it up, let me know. Send me an email at uh, dungeondiners at gmail.com. Um, but anyway, we have one last thing to go through. We don't have a story of a D&D &D character this be week. Because Angela has I a have, game. I, ha I have a game <laughs> in like half an hour. But there is something else I want to talk about. Um, so we're going to have a kind of nerdy discussion. Um, yeah, yeah pick try. a button for that. I need to pick a button. Yeah, pick a button. That let's one. try this one. Oops, not that one. That one. Not that one. I'll, I'll take this one. I'll take I'll that take one, it. right? We'll take this one. Okay. Okay. So those of you in, in the geek community and all over the Twitter sphere um, have probably heard about this. Wizards of the Coast is under fire for many controversial things right now. Um, so, you know, they're, they're still coming out with new materials, but, but a lot of people are wanting to make their consumer voices heard by not pr consuming Wizards of the Coast products right now. Um, okay, why? I, I, this is new to me. Maybe. Uh, we'll talk about that later. There's a lot of controversy. It's it's okay. easy to find if you if you do a little bit of searching on the internet. Um, but it's connected to recent events and diversity matters. So, uh -huh. yeah. So, there's a lot of people looking to um, either find ways to continue playing Dungeons and Dragons without giving their support to Wizards of the Coast. There's people wanting to try new systems and, you know, make their dollars heard that way. So, um, yeah, I kind of wanted to bring this up for discussion. Like, where, what systems have you heard of or what would you look for in a system if you were to ever leave Dungeons and Dragons? Are you talking about tabletop? Uh, yep, tabletop RPGs? RPGs, yep. Um, well, there's Pathfinder. Uh, I mean, that's like the closest yeah. thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Which, by the way, um, Pathfinder's got a humble bundle going right now. Uh, it's supposed to be going for the next 17, 16 days. Probably, probably like 15 days by the time this gets released. But uh, they've got a humble bundle going. So if you're wanting to start the Pathfinder system, yeah. that, that would be a good Just time to start it. 
And I've been hearing that, you know, Pathfinder is similar to D&D, but the rules, though, are very extensive. Yeah. It is. There's a, there's a bit more math involved. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> yeah. more rules crunch. I have heard that it's a lot more customizable, though. It's, okay. it's, it's got a lot more ways to customize uh, the settings, the characters, that sort of thing. Um, okay. Um, um, I mean, there are... There are more TTRPGs out there, I'm pretty sure. They're just not as big as Pathfinder or D&D. Um, some certain things that have caught my eye at, at my local uh, game store. Um, if you have kids, partic- uh, particularly uh, girls, there is My Little Pony. Nice. There's My Little Pony. Um, if you like like a horror crime kind of thing, I think there is one one about Cthulhu. Yeah, Call of Cthulhu. That's a system that's out there. Yep. Uh, I think there's another system that's loosely based off of the Cthulhu myth- mythos, but I'm not sure what that's called. And then there's one that's specifically horror. It's not, it's not Cthulhu. It was specifically horror night, and the name escapes me. I do know there's another system called Dread, Dread. where where basically mm. all you really need is a Jenga tower. Yep, um, which is free. You can get those. I mean, you can get the the the, 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 the rule books for that for free. Yeah, there's also um, Fate. Very, yeah, the Fate system, Fate Accelerated. Yeah. They've got Accelerated. they've got various iterations of that, like that are more targeted towards themes. But if you're looking for a theme that's kind of all over the place, you can just go with Fate or Fate Accelerated. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different variations on the Powered by the Apocalypse uh, system. And one of the interesting things with those two systems, um, with Fate, they use what's called fudge dice. Yeah. Where it's there's no numbers on the dice. It's just basically a six-sided dice with... Two pluses, two minuses, and two zeros, mm-hmm. and you're rolling those to see how to see if you succeed. Um, and powered by the apocalypse, I think also uses d sixes, but they it actually uses the numbers. Um, and in powered by the apocalypse systems, they tend to have it's it's not a level up system. It's one where you gain skills and you gain corruption during the game. And if you go far enough in the game to where someone ends up completely corrupted, their character becomes an NPC and ultimately, like, a bad guy in the game. <laughs> the, the game the game master or whatever they're called in that system, they take over your character and use them as a bad guy and you have to create a new, a new character for the game. Um, there's one game that I helped, that I was playtesting, and it's, the working title was called Good Strong Hands. I haven't heard where that's going yet. Okay. But it's it's kind of, it seems to me like kind of a cross between um, Fate and Powered by the Apocalypse with, like, heavy, like, fairy tales hype fantasy. Okay. Which that one... That one is an exciting one to me, so I'm going to be keeping an eye on when or if that gets published. I'm hoping it's a when, because that does seem like a pretty fun system. Another, uh, a couple other RPGs that people can uh, can try out for fans of Doctor Who. There's the Doctor Who tabletop RPG that I want to try, but I haven't gotten to it yet. There's there's another one. Apparently, there's a lot of uh, indie systems that are getting published on itch.io. Okay. Mm. There's also there's also superhero RPG games. There's one called Champions, and another called Mutants and Masterminds. Yeah, I've heard th- I've heard of that one too. Which is it sounds like a fun system. Now, there's like like we've been pointing out. There's a lot of systems out there. Um, various price points. Um, if you're look various levels of rules crunch. Like if you're ex- if you're wanting a l- around the same amount, but maybe a little more rules crunch than Dungeons and Dragons Pathfinder is a good way to go. Or if you want an absolute ton of rules crunch, there's there's games like um, 
um, oh, what's that called? My brain just blanked on it. Rules Crunch? Rules Crunch. That's fine. <laughs> no, no, no. That other game that I was going to try playing. Oh. The I don't know. You're cyber- playing like like five different games right oh. now. Well, there is there is one RPG game that I believe is linked to an upcoming game called Cyberpunk. Ooh. Yeah, there's... I'm trying to remember what the game is called that I was going to get into. Hang on. Well, I find out because I know the name of the channel that I was going to join. Uh. I think there's one for Lord of the Rings too, but I don't know. I'm not quite sure about that one. This is Angela's thinking. Shadowrun. Shadowrun. There is it is. Okay. <laughs> I had to actually look it up to figure out what it was. Shadowrun. Yeah, yeah, you've Shadow been talking Run. about that. Yeah, yeah, I've I've been wanting to join it. It's a cyberpunk game. Um, yep. Definitely not for the faint of heart. There. Well, Wheaton was playing. What was it like in Geek and Sundry? They were playing Titan's Grave. Oh yeah, yeah and there's there's also a, a game system called Exalted. Exalted. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot of games to look into to and to see what kind of games you'd like to play. That's yeah. if you're wanting to leave Dungeons and Dragons entirely well, or to try different systems. I'll tell you one thing. Um, that that um, that uh, panel that we went to for um, for Dungeons and Dragons for mm-hmm. DM. Uh, how to be a DM? How to be a DM? You know. Uh huh. I noticed one thing in that in that panel. Uh huh. Not a whole lot of people are playing actual Dungeons and Dragons. They were mostly asking about. I mean, the people are asking questions in that panel. You know, in the audience of that panel, they were like, "I'm playing this system. I'm playing that system. Right now, I'm running. You know, a campaign yeah. using whatever system. Yeah. It's like it's." Dungeons and Dragons is like, you know, like pretty much like, you know, the godfather of the systems, you know, because yeah. it's the old one. But I mean, they're spanning out with like different, yeah, different systems that people are sort of like exploring. Yeah. That's so good the, because there's, there's like pluses and minuses, you know? Yeah. And there's, there's, you know, there's one running thing between all of them. The main thing about being a good, game master or whatever your system calls it there's one running things you need to manage the story and you need to manage the the players yeah they if if something's going on between the players you as a game master need to help sort that out if it if it comes to it yeah and that's the It's, it's just a lot of player relations and and character relations and and moving the story along yeah i mean i've always wanted to try um dread I mean, how simple is that? You're playing a Jenga game while you're, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> while you're you're going through a through a campaign, and you know, yeah, whether or not the Jenga tower falls or whatever like that is whether you fail or not. Yep. You know how simple is that? Yep. And then, <laughs> um, yeah, another another thing we should t- touch on. Um, if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons and you don't want to leave Dungeons and Dragons, but you don't want to give Wizards of the Coast your money, there's ways you can keep playing that. One, you can homebrew stuff yourself. Oh, there's, yeah. there's blogs, forums, all kinds of things out there that'll help you figure out how to homebrew your yeah. own new stuff. There's I prefer um, homebrewing. I mean, yeah, that's. There's, I mean, the campaign I ran with you and Pam, the one, the first one that we ever played, with you know, half of that stuff was homebrewed because I just didn't like the stats of what I, what uh, what it was giving me. So I tweaked them, the whole thing. Yeah. And, and that's you know, that's something that you can do as a GM anyway. Yeah. You can tweak whatever you want. Just because it says it some some way in the book doesn't mean you have to stick you have to, to use that. It, yeah. A lot of people are be like. There's a lot of people who are like, that's a cop out. Just there's, it's your game. You can do what you, do want. you want. All games end up with house rules. Every <laughs> every game master has their own style. Yeah. Uh, but another thing that you can do is if you want new content and you don't want to produce it yourself, there's third party content out there. Like um, 
Now, DMs Guild, some of that money does go to Wizards of the Coast. However, at least 50% of that goes to the creators of it directly. So it will be a way of showing Wizards that you're wanting what other people are making. You prefer that over what they're doing. It's a way to put your dollars in a way to show them what you would rather see. So if, if you want to see more creations by diverse creators, go ahead, find content made by the creators of the demographic that you want to see more of in Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. Show Wizards of the Coast that you want more diversity by buying the stuff that's from from the DMs Guild. If you don't want Wizards of the Coast to get any of your money at all, there's other third-party sites that have 5e-compatible stuff that, you know, it may... They have rules that they have to follow so they don't get sued by Wizards of the Coast itself. So they won't be able to give you some of the most popular spells for a new character class. But they can give you other spells. They can give you other character classes. They can give you other subclasses. They can give you other character races to go with. But it's a lot of third-party stuff that will get you new stuff for your game without Wizards of the Coast getting your money. So there are ways to move on to new games. There's ways to keep playing Dungeons and Dragons without giving your money to Wizards of the Coast. And there's ways to to basically put your money where your mouth is, so to speak. There so, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but all in all, you do you. Support what you want to support. I gotta find out what Wizards of the Coast is. So to, yeah, it's, it's I, definitely I something know. to look into. I'll I mean, I'm sure it has something to do with racism because if it's like yeah, it's, it's current not events. Just, it's not just that. There's there's a lot of things going on in Wizards of the Coast, which mm. which just discussing that would take us off in directions that our podcast isn't supposed to go. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of controversy with Wizards of the Coast right now. I want to try to play Call of Cthulhu. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a big H.P. Lovecraft fan. So. Yeah. There it is. But yeah, there's. I might try. I might try my hand in my little pony. <laughs> <laughs> Dungeons and doggos. Yep, that too. Cats and catacombs. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Turn Jeff into a brony. <laughs> well, we should probably wrap this up then. <laughs> okay. And just dropped her mic. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, it, I, it was an interesting episode. Um, my name is Angela. You can find me on Twitter at Pleasant Doom. Um, you can my, find. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> We've got my our name, order down. My name is Pam. You could also find me on the Twitter uh, at Panda Cat Dragon One. You could also find me on Instagram at Panda Cat Dragon. You can find me on t- Twitter. On at TCDZ1. Uh, find me on Facebook on the Legend, Legend Creators, Creators uh, page. And you can also email us at dungeondiners at gmail.com. Dungeon we love to gmail. hear from you. Um, and I hope to hear from you. And yeah, thanks for listening to Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Bye. 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 Bye.